Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions, hosted by author, speaker, coach, and singer-songwriter Creelan Peters, also known as the Fear Whisperer. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, learned to embrace their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Hi, and welcome back to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions. I'm your host, Creelan Peters. And today I welcome a special guest, Liz Detterer, to the program. And before I bring her on the line, let me just tell you a little bit more about her. A firm believer that business doesn't have to feel so hard, thank God. (laughs) Creative business strategist Liz Detterer helps women in business get what they want by speaking the eight languages of money. Before starting her company in 2011, Liz created training programs and executed sales plans for international retailers and developed growth strategies for startup, turnaround, high-growth, and venture capital-backed companies. Liz's most memorable corporate experience is turning around an underperforming sales team from under 300000 to $1.2 million in six months. She now works with clients reporting annual increases over $500,000, coming in 50% over plan and generating quick boosts of cash, upwards of $37,000 in two weeks, which is an 800% increase. Wowza. Liz has been featured on the International Women and Money Summit, a conference for women in business for her work with the eight languages of money, helping clients achieve these results and create businesses that run on their own. So welcome, Liz, to the Jam Sessions. Hi, Kralyn. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm so excited. I Like, all this money talk is, like, making me salivate a little bit, I have to admit. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So I would love to hear more about your story and how you've learned to get out of your own damn way. Well, that's the theme of my life, right, is that I constantly <laughs> find myself in my own damn way. So I've yeah. got to constantly re-figure out in this moment with this circumstance, how do I again, how do I get here and how do I get myself out of my own damn way? So, yeah, yeah it's a, a reoccurring <laughs> theme of life. So this whole kind of business adventure for me kind of started when um, I found out I was pregnant. Oh. And I've, you know, been working that professional corporate journey and climbing the corporate ladder thing and traveling on somebody else's schedule. Oh. I always had, like, a business adventure on the side because um, the corporate shocking never fueled my soul. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have that not. language at the time. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, all right, I'm doing this. I'm making decent money, but I'm not happy. I want to go play over here. I want to go try this and do that. So I always had like a business adventure alongside my career. Um, Then I find out I'm pregnant, and I'm just like, all right, you know what? If I'm ever going to have my own business, it is not going to get any easier from this point forward. So one of the ways early on that I got out of my own damn way um, when I found out I was pregnant was – always having a business adventure alongside, I knew what it took to kind of create something from scratch. And I just said, I don't have the time. I don't have the bandwidth. Ego and pride aside, I don't have to create something that's my own. Let me just jump into like a franchise type company that Mm -hmm. they've been there, done that. I can just do what they're doing. And I started selling websites to local small business owners. They did all the heavy lifting and I was like the sales consultant. Mm -hmm. Um, And that worked. I wanted to be out of my company um, out of my job by the time the baby was born. At the time, I didn't know if it was boy or girl, so it was the baby. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and 
you know, had had my daughter uh, two days after Christmas. That was a really interesting Christmas to be in labor. <laughs> <laughs> There's all these pictures in the opening presents with, like, my face contorting in the middle of the attraction. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, fun. <laughs> Yay. Um, so I, I have my daughter, and then I was able to leave uh, my corporate job, actually, when she was seven months old. So it's not, you know, I mean, in growing a business and growing a baby all at the same time, it's really not – uh, that bad of a time stretch, but for me, it definitely felt like an eternity because every day I was missing out on her. So I leave um, the corporate life behind. I'm now in my business full time as a web designer, and I'm starting to kind of, you know, respond to more clients' needs, and I'm starting to build like a little marketing agency. And I have other consultants working for me, and it's getting a little big, and it's getting a little uncomfortable. And I said. I don't even think I like doing this anymore. Like, for the first time, I asked myself the question, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. And I started realizing the results that my clients were getting was it was actually better from the conversations I was having with them of how to use all these different things in their business, how to have sales conversations, how to build a team, how to do all these different things, as opposed to just having a website. Mm-hmm. So here's where I put myself right back in my own damn way. I thought I was being really clever and I um, I shifted business models completely. I was like, well, I don't even like this whole deliverable thing of the website, so why don't I stop doing that? I'll get rid of all the consultants, and I'll streamline, and I'll just do this whole coaching, consulting business model because there's, like, no overhead, so look at me being so smart. <laughs> well, what happened was, <laughs> it all sounds good on paper, yeah. but what, ha- what ha- happened was um, now I had to have conversations about my own value, about my own knowledge, my own expertise, me as the expert, me as the person, and putting a value on me. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. My income dried up, like, overnight. Interesting. Because it was like, yeah, it was this weird roadblock that I hit where I just couldn't put a price tag on me. Mm -hmm. Because my whole thought process was shifted around it. So... How did I get myself out of my own damn way there? Um, well, I hired a coach because you can't change the same thinking with the mind that created it. <laughs> Hallelujah for yes, that quote. I know. Isn't that like light bulb moment? Uh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I can. I can do this. I solved the problem. I can change it. No, you can't. Stop trying. Allow someone to help you. So I did that. I hired a coach. Um, and through that process, the eight languages of money was born, which is where I started to see that um, I'm not business broken. There's nothing wrong with me. This is totally normal for how I'm hardwired to relate around and about money. It's not my thing. Right. Isn't that interesting? It's not my thing. So I, I found ways to package, productize what it is that I'm doing from a service perspective so that I could now feel comfortable putting a dollar amount to it. And you know, that's, that's how I got out of my own damn way. Yeah, it's so interesting because as a, a, a fellow business owner who shockingly and coincidentally, maybe not, used to be a web designer as well. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. I was looking at it your was, website and I was like, this is great. Yes, yes, I designed it. I, had, uh, I have a VA who helps me with the technical stuff, and she did all the coding to make sure all my designs were where I wanted them to be, but I designed everything. So cool. I still do a lot of that. I love doing that. Um, yep. But I totally get that. It's, it's um, those of us who also do service and product-based businesses, 
um, we know what you're talking about. We, there's, there's people come to us wanting something tangible, but the intangible stuff, the helping them through their blocks, through the fear, through, you know, whatever it is getting out of their own damn way, that's the stuff that they really need, but they think they need a website or they think they need, um, you know, the thing. And, and that stuff certainly helps, but it's not the real work. Right. A lo- yeah, the, a lot of it is we, we have to get it. And what you said exactly is owning our value and um, being out there on the front lines and, and being the experts and everything. So I love This is, like, very timely for me. I love it. I love mm. the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Good, 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 good. Yeah, it's hard when um, we're positioning ourselves as an expert because when have we, as women especially, ever been taught to speak confidently around and about money? And and also, when have we ever been taught to be confident? If Mm -hmm. anything, we're taught that confident equals the B word. Yep. Right? I don't know if I could drop F-bombs on your show. You totally could. Cool. So if you're confident, you're a bitch. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's hands down what it is. You're a bitch if you have any balls about you at all. And the reality is that's a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, what we're doing from early ages, and I see this now, especially as I'm looking at my daughter who's three and a half, and she's the most, you know, confident thing. She goes and, like, adopts families when we go to the <laughs> beach and stuff. She's like, oh, you have toys. Will you be my friend? Like, she's no problem. <laughs> um but it's like I see these other little kids who are just, like, so shy and submissive and, and all this other stuff. And it's like because they're told, you know, well, don't say that and don't do this and don't do Like, we're taught from early ages not to be confident because mm-hmm. it's a negative. But then you step into your own business and it's like all those rules have to get unlearned real quick. They do. And, and there's something about also something you said with um, that wasn't your thing. Like, you know, I'm, I was a trained psychotherapist. That was my thing. I'm a trained person to help with healing. I'm also trained as a coach, you know, and, and speaking just kind of came naturally to me over the years because I've also been a performer. Those are my things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Designing, that's my thing. Some, you know, we have to learn the other aspect of it. We have to learn the business aspect of it. We don't learn the business aspect from whatever training or experience that we get as service professionals we we right. learn we learn we learn how to have conversations but not certain you know the sales conversations or and the sales conversations are really not about um they are about sales but they're not i mean it there's it and i know you know that because just based on the stuff that you do but i i have an awesome coach too who helps me with that aspect of it because it's like it's not how I learned things at all. Right. Well, it's funny. So I teach, um, so from this whole eight languages of money and then taking that work into clients and then um, really doing a deep dive to see where, you know, as I started looking at now scaling my business and I was doing a lot of one-on-one work, I said, well, what can I start to kind of do that I can hit more people at once? And it's writing scripts with people. So mm-hmm. one of the things that I do is um, in the Close Clients Quickly Masterclass, I actually work with a very small group of students, and I give them my sales script that I use in my enrolling conversations, mm-hmm. and then using the eight languages of money, we customize it to them and their business. And what I teach them is um, 
I teach them that it's not – I call it a sales conversation because that's how people can relate to it, and that's the marketing language, right? But behind right. the scenes, we call it a service conversation. Yeah. So I look at it like this. If you've got two ends of the spectrum, you've got someone showing up to a sales call with, like, total sales energy. And they're just like, you're going to buy this today, and I'm coming in with the clothes, and here's sales energy. And then what happens is the the opposite of that that I see women in business especially doing is going to the complete other side of the spectrum, which is, I'll just turn this into a free coaching call. (laughs) Yeah. Right? And then they just, like, totally avoid the sales conversation, and they'll make a piddly little offer at the end, and then they're, like, so surprised why they have a zero close rate right? because they just gave it all away. So what I teach is actually in the middle. Mm -hmm. It's how to have a service call. Mm -hmm. Because that's, I mean, that's that's the energy that shifts. It is. It is. It's got to be all about delivering value. It does. And and I think that, and it's so important that this work that you're doing, just because we, um, I, I don't know anyone who is a coach or a healer, um, in this field who wants to dupe people and take their money. Like, we are in this for reasons that are way beyond us. We're in this mm-hmm. because this is our calling, this is our, our life and our soul's purpose. And we need to be taught how to help people and, and, and to have these conversations. I love how you, it's more of a service conversation because you know, the word sales to to those of us who are in this from our heart, it's kind of a dirty word. <laughs> oh, totally. It's not kind of. It's, it's icky. It's disgusting. It's yeah. like new car salesmen. It's disgusting sales. And it doesn't equate to the depths of service that they're doing showing up in the yes. world. Yes. It's two different sides of the brain. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely amazing. I love this work. I, you know, I have um, learned how to do that stuff as well that you're talking about. It'd be interesting to compare notes sometime. But <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's so amazing once you have that shift. I remember the first time that I had more of a service based conversation with people because it's not coming from this place of I need to sell you. It's 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 more uh, like you said providing value and really helping people and i love that you said that about the free coaching call cuz i stopped i used to offer free coaching calls and i'm like what am i doing <laughs> right oh what is, is that name name a mistake and i've done it 17,000 times before yes. right right yes. so it's like been there done that and i can teach you know and, and as you can too to teach from the place of um absolute authenticity to say Please lovingly stop it. It doesn't work. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I that it was it was and it was and it's painful because we want to be of service and we want to make money, and those mm-hmm. don't have to be polar opposite ideas in business. I mean, well, think in, of it this way. I mean, how how much service can you be to one of your clients if while you're in a session with them or doing work for them or whatever? You're hungry, and you're thinking oh. in the back of your head, "Yeah, how am I going to pay the damn bills this month?" Right. Like seriously, think about it, because I know that this is the reality of a lot of people out there who are living the starving artist lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And and how much service are you really doing to your clients when you are not whole? I saw a quote on Facebook that you cannot pour from an empty cup. Fill up yourself first. Mm-hmm. 
It's absolutely Food is true. not free. Your <laughs> rent is not free. Your mortgage right. is not free. You have to take care of you first so that you are whole and can deliver your gifts from a true place of fullness as opposed to lack. It's a very different energy. It is. And what just came up for me is how do you handle, because um, there's so, those of us, and I've made this mistake so many times I don't even want to admit, is like giving away so much for free and trying to, you know, just give away so much for free. And then people are like, well, why would I pay? Because you just give me so much anyway. Well, that's the thing. So here's here's the, here's the psychology behind it, because I can answer it directly, and then people, you know, yes or no and, and whatever. But here's, here's the, the behind it is from a service perspective, because I'm thinking your listeners are a lot like people that are in my world who are in it, just like you were saying, for such a different cause than being financially motivated. Right. So if someone shows up and you think, oh, my God, I can solve their problem, and then you start doing the free coaching thing on that call. Here's the reality. What they've shown up with that problem is a grain of sand in their shoe. Mm-hmm. And I describe it this way, that it's like they're coming to you out of curiosity, that they think that maybe you can help them because they think that this is kind of the work that you do. And can you help me take the sand out of my shoe? And then you're like, oh, my gosh, yes, I can. Let me take that sand out of your shoe and look at me on the hero today. Without getting into how did it get there in the first place, you know, how is it how is it making you uncomfortable? What what are the other things going on? Why does it keep showing up in your shoe? Right, you're addressing the topic, not the issue. Mm-hmm. And to ask ourselves the question: Are we really being of service, or are we being self-serving because we worked for validation versus working for cash? Ooh, that's juicy. Right? That goes back to the confidence stuff, doesn't it? Oh, it lives Totally. Yeah. That's what happens with the free coaching calls is the energy, the currency, let me rephrase, the currency that people are working for in a free coaching call is self-serving energy. It's validation. Mm-hmm. Look at me. I'm so good. I can solve your problem. Mm. Instead of showing up to say, you're in my world. I can help you. Let me understand. Let me get genuinely curious about the root, the depth, the origin of this problem. Mm-hmm. Now let me show you. It's not just a grain of sand in your chew. It's actually a boulder in the pond of your life <laughs> that is causing tidal waves on every effing shore. And if we don't get this resolved today, you will drown. Yes. Yeah, and that's a service call to say, listen, you you can come back to me every Tuesday and we can take the sand out of your shoe. That's totally cool. <laughs> or you can, you know, stop walking through the damn desert with sneakers on, and we can solve this problem once and for all. Perfect. I love it. Yeah, and it it, it is. It's about the language that we use. But even more so, it's about how we show up, and it, and it really mm-hmm. comes from this place. And this is why I love and hate this work. It's kind of that double-edged sword of it's so difficult, at least for me, I will speak for myself, to do this work, a service-based work, when I'm not in alignment, when I'm 
out of whack somehow if my, you know, today I wake up and, and I'm a little, have a kind of a little negative attitude or just, you know, not quite in alignment with what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. and so it's a constantly this personal development that needs to happen, this this constant checking in, this constant clearing that we need to do or that I need to do as, as a service or healing professional to walk my walk, to talk my talk. Um, I, I tell people that I don't ever ask my clients to do stuff that I know doesn't work or that I haven't tried um, right. because I, I need to be in integrity with that. And and so it's, it's it is that double edged sword of us needing to do the work because if we show up for a service call when we're not in a service frame of mind, um, what could happen? Right. <laughs> right. Then it becomes about us. It becomes about you know anything other than the other person on the other end of the phone. And then we're totally out of whack and out of alignment with uh, with the work that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so how how do we get to that place where we're ready? I mean, I I would I love this conversation and I want to kind of bring it back to that confidence thing because I think that's the key of being able to own our value and having that confidence. So how how do we do that? So, I'm a firm believer that you have to work on the mindset stuff. You totally do. There's mm-hmm. that's a non-negotiable and there's a certain element of meditating and there's a certain element of reading and studying and having the coaches that will have the conversations about conversations and, and deep dive into that critical component. And then you need to walk the new talk. Mm-hmm. You've got to put these thoughts into actions. So the way I operate is that we're gonna we're gonna come up with the ideas, the thoughts, and then I'm holding your little ass accountable to going out and doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and, and here's here's what I make people do. <laughs> Pick up the phone and make calls. <laughs> no, don't make me do it, Liz. <laughs> yes. Do you know I made $3,000 in the last two days by making outbound sales calls? Mm. Like done and done. Nice. <laughs> Money that would not have come to me if I was like, oh, let me post another Facebook ad. And I'm not saying that stuff doesn't work. It does, because the two people that I connected with have been following me on Facebook. They're on my list. You know, we're, I've been nurturing and building a relationship with them. They're listening to my free training calls. They're getting my emails. All of those things work. But if left up to people's own devices, they allow themselves to stay stuck and small because no one's challenging them differently. Right. So I pick up the yeah. phone, I call them, and I tell them what I just did to you is what you're going to be doing this time next week. Are you ready? <laughs> like, let's do this, honey. And then they go into my dialing for dollars club because I come up with crazy names for things. So first <laughs> we close clients quickly. Then they go into the dialing for dollars club, and that's what they do. Dialing for dollars. <laughs> Isn't that fun? That's fun. I was like, Janice Joplin, why are you in my head for like a month now? You know, from the song. So I'm like, all right, so it's a dial in for dollars. I'm not going to sing on your show. It'll turn off all your listeners. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, I live on the show and now nobody wants to listen to my show. <laughs> well, that's great because you, um, you provide that service conversation, but then you also model for them at the same time. 
Totally. I am so transparent. I am so transparent with my clients. They see yeah. the ins, the outs, the failures, the successes. They see it all, and they see themselves doing it. I have one woman right now who uh, just finished the master class. Now she's in the Dialing for Dollars Club. She went from no no business activity whatsoever to now she has uh, 10 appointments booked. Mm, nice. Yep. That's wonderful. It, and it's amazing how such little, well, maybe they don't seem little, but... <laughs> Uh, to, to the clients, but they are, they're massive shifts, but it's, I, I think, you know, I, I teach my clients that I think the biggest shifts come with the smallest shifts in perspective. It's just those little tweaks that we as, as coaches or, or helpers will, will help them kind of see how to look at it differently, how to word it differently, how to just tweak a little thing and it just all of a sudden it opens something up and make such a huge difference for people. Yeah, well, like, so my emails, I, I, I consider myself, you know, coming from the web design world and everything, I, I consider myself a fair, fairly strong copywriter because I was doing that for some of my clients, too. I get a lot of compliments on my copy, and that's great, but looking at the numbers, my emails weren't converting. So I had to make a business decision. I hired a copywriter. He looked at my copy, and he was like, wow, this is great. But I ran through the numbers with him, and I said, I got a strong open rate, strong this, strong that, but they're not converting to, um, you know, the next step. So he made, it was literally like he took this paragraph and moved it on top of this one. He took this sentence, put it at the beginning of the paragraph, like such small tweaks. Oh, and wow. then at the end, when I read what he did, it was like, oh, I want to, I want to take the next step. <laughs> like he just... <laughs> It just shifted things around, but I, I couldn't see that on my own. And I had right. to get to the point where I could just kind of surrender and say, again, let me get out of my own damn way because mm-hmm. I'm not getting the results that I want. So let me surrender and say, um, whatever I'm doing is not working, and I'm open to receive the results that I want in whatever way it's going to come. And he was like, oh, you just kind of write backwards, which I know. I always start my emails from the bottom and have to go backwards. That is so, so interesting. Just, yeah. Oh, I totally see that. It a little that. bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. But and it's the same thing with the sales calls, with the yeah, any yeah. anything in our business. It's just that, oh, I didn't even look at it that way. Right. And and it's hard to do that, and that's why why we need that extra help or support, our, our other eyes on it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, and I think that I, I know for me, it's sometimes difficult to first admit that I need help, and then second, to ask for it, and then third, to receive it. Like, it's not just enough to ask for it. You need to be able to receive it because sometimes when you're not, at least when I'm not clear on whether I want help or need help, what comes to me is 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 uh, not really helpful stuff. <laughs> it's right. not really yes. supportive. Yeah. Yes. Yep, I'm going through a VA switch right now, and um, oh. it was because <laughs> I needed support, and I asked, and I received and I just, I wasn't specific on the support that I needed. So I got the wrong help, and that's okay. Yeah. It was, you know, a beautiful mm-hmm. fit for the for the amount of time that it was, and, and um, you know, we're just not a good fit for each other, and that's okay. But now I'm getting really specific on who is it that I need. And it really yeah. is more of a strategic implementer, more of, I think I'm going the OBM road, but that's another conversation for another day. <laughs> They're going to have their hands full of getting me out of my own damn way, let me tell you that, before oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, too, just hired an awesome VA. It was, it was, as soon as I was ready and open, it's like she appeared, and uh-huh. all of a sudden, 
you know, it's just like the heavens open up. She knows exactly what I need before I need it. It's like, I'm like, I've been looking for this for two years. And, but it was me, it was me getting in my own damn way and, and not being open because I just, I can do it on my own or, you know, no one's going to do it as good as I am, you know, and it's just like, screw it. Mm -hmm. So I made her a bunch of training videos and I said, here's how I want it done. And oh my gosh, it's amazing. Nice. Yeah. Absolutely. When we get out of our own damn way, it's amazing what happens. <laughs> the world shifts. The world shifts. You know, what it would be? Yeah. I think it was the Dalai Lama said that the world will be changed by the Western woman. And that's, you know, us just getting up. And I love the, the, the quote, a rising tide lifts all boats, because it says each one of us gets out of our own damn way. Then we're showing and modeling for others how to do the same for themselves. And that is yeah. what is change in the world it is and we we are the role models and we're 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 putting ourselves out in on the front lines and we're going oh crap oh crap oh crap and then we've got people who are behind us going is she okay <laughs> yep. and then when she's okay when we're okay they come and follow us a little bit but but what people don't realize is we have people in front of us too that we're watching so it's like this mm-hmm. continuum and there's always someone ahead of us there's always someone behind us and we're i feel like we're all here to just kind of help each other along totally yep. yeah oh my gosh we are like out of time can you believe it Fun. This has been fun. I could do this all day, every day. <laughs> I know this is great. But before we wrap up, Liz, I want to make sure that my audience can get in touch with you and and find out more about your work. So how do they do that? Yeah. So I have. Um, I was talking about the Close Clients Quickly Masterclass, but I have a free training where I give uh, the three step kind of formula for how to have an effective service call. Um, I do that in a free training that you can get at Close clientsquickly.com and just sign up name email and phone number and uh, then you get the instant access to the free training wonderful thank you so much and do you have any final tips for the audience about how to get out of your own damn way final tips for how to get out of your own damn way is um, is to acknowledge that you are in your own damn way Mm -hmm. and then the next step is just to you know, yeah, just acknowledge that I'm doing something that isn't working for me and I'm in my own way. And then all it takes, I think I'm like full of quotes today. It was from a movie with Matt Damon, but it just takes, you know, 20 seconds of insane courage, 20 seconds of insane courage, dial a number, and next thing you know, you're going to be talking to someone. That's it. I would challenge everyone who's listening to this, just make a phone call and have a conversation with someone because it's through that action that you realize I just made an outbound call with my business hat on, and I didn't die. Maybe I could do it again. (laughs) You live to tell the tale. How wonderful. That's it. I know. So simple. Not easy, but really very simple. So I challenge everyone. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do something bold and crazy. Okay. My cell phone is 917-975-1342. I dare you. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Them fighting words. Yeah. <laughs> Them just fighting words. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Pick so, up the phone. Make right. the magic happen. Pick up the phone, call Liz, and have a conversation. So that's the challenge. Yes. I don't bite. (laughs) 
Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Liz, for being a guest on the Jam Sessions. It was awesome to have you. Thank you, really, for having me. This was so much fun. It was. And thank you all for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions. Be sure to stay tuned for more inspirational stories about how people have learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions with Creelan Peters. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and invite your friends to join us at www.creelan.com slash getoutofyourwayinterviews. That's www.krylyn.com slash getoutofyourwayinterviews. Thanks for tuning in.